0: Welcome back to another episode of Nerds Adulting. I'm your host, Peter, and as always, I'm joined again by Ruthie and Josh. Today, we talk about a few nerdy news topics, including the delay of cyberpunk and the rash of sexual assault-slash-harassment claims going on in the streaming community. Overall, our main topic will focus on our fathers and how they influence us on becoming the nerds we are today. As of this week, I'd like to announce that all proceeds from our Teespring will be donated to Black Lives Matter. There were a few technical issues as well in this episode, so no normal intros. We kick things right off with Nerd News. Alright, so back to what we were discussing. We're going to get into some news topics. I have I have a few. I don't want to dive too much into it because I really want to get into the, to the main topic of today's episode. But, that being said, you all want to jump into the Nerd News topics for the week?
1: Yes, let's go.
0: Alright, so Cyberpunk was delayed again. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed twice now. At E3 2019, the game was set for release in April 2020. Earlier this year, that was moved to September 2020, and this week the game was pushed back until November 2020. Josh, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm never going to be against a game being delayed unless it's like, hey, we're supposed to release tomorrow but we're just gonna wait four years instead like that's like okay but if it's just a few more months like i don't really care because i just want the game to work and i want it to be good off the rip and i don't like when games we all pretty much express that we have this idea of when things get delayed like we want it because we understand that delaying it is going to improve the game's quality and if the game isn't ready it isn't ready
0: yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Ruthie, what are your thoughts? What did you think when Cyberpunk was delayed?
2: Um, I, Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Usually delays mean that they're trying to, you know... um, You know, they're trying to make it better or trying to make sure it's the best it can. That being said, though, like... Um, sometimes I wish there was, like... You know how there's, like, patch notes and stuff? <laughs> sometimes I wish there was some accountability. Like, yeah, they like, actually knew they what said, they took like, longer yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. like... I know, like, you got to trust them, and maybe I shouldn't be so, so like, picky about it, but sometimes I feel like the delays are, you know, things that, you know, could have been patched later or something like that and, and stuff, and so I, I guess, but it's also just my curious side. I just want to know, like, what's taking you, like, three more months? You had deadlines and stuff, and I think it, it's honestly, like, if it was other industries and you kept delaying and shit like that, like, people would be losing jobs. Maybe people are losing jobs, but I mean, they're just... You know, I don't know. Maybe they've been short-staffed, but I hope it just means a good thing. You know, Better game.
0: so when I first saw that, I was like, "Dang, this is the second... I was, I was sad, but I'm, I wasn't upset like at, at the developer or anything. You know, I was more upset at the fact that I wasn't going to be able to play it in September because um, I was actually, you know, really excited. I'm glad they're pushing it back, but the, some of the things, some of the rumors that I heard was because they're trying to, um what's the word I'm looking for basically get it ready to work to play better on current gen consoles on the xbox one and the ps4 and that kind of irritated me a little bit because I'm not going to play it on those consoles I'm gonna play it on pc and um I don't know I was really irritated by that but that being said uh I was pretty much okay like you know, I'm not too upset with it. I was a little sad at first, but you know, they're just they're, do- they're doing the right thing. Because time and time again, we've seen games rushed, not finished, not ready to be, not even ready to be played. And I'm, I like developers doing this rather than releasing an unfinished game, um, just because yeah. you know, for the money. And that's, you know, that's Assassin's Creed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Assassin's Creed.
0: <laughs> um, shoot, what was the game? Not the Destiny. Uh, Anthem. Anthem was like. The quintessential example of a game not ready to be released, but I also had a whole bunch of other issues as well. Yeah, um,
1: I never played Anthem. My friends were like, "It's so cool," and then four days later, they were like, "I fucking hate this game."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm sad this not coming out, but I'm am, I am looking forward to. I'm still gonna buy it, still gonna play it. Uh, just a, more of like a little little sad. But that being yeah. said, um, another news that we another new topic was I <laughs> thought was interesting. Uh, So, Twitch suspended Donald Trump for hateful conduct. This is from Kotaku's article. Hateful conduct is not allowed on Twitch, a Twitch spokesperson said in an email. In line with our policies, President Trump's channel has been issued a temporary suspension from Twitch for comments made on stream, and the offending content has been removed. So, there has been a lot of stuff going on between Donald Trump and Twitter, and now Twitch. And the first thing I said to myself, my friends agreed, was like, Donald Trump has Twitch? (laughs) you know like
1: it might not be it might not be him it might be the white house
0: right right and that's when i was just like it was just weird like when i heard that i was like what like huh so i was kind of taken aback by that but um ruthie what did you think about that when you heard about the twitch suspending donald trump for hateful conduct
2: um so yeah i was surprised too to find out that there is a trump dedicated like twitch channel like whoever runs it or whatever's going on like uh, i was surprised about that Um, And then I learned, like, a lot of it's, like, old broadcasts, which is one of the contents that was removed was an old broadcast where he said something hateful. Um, And then the new comment apparently was almost of the same exact vein, hence why they were both flagged and uh, it was suspended or whatever. Um, But, I mean, I I think it's great. Like, I mean, I don't want to say too much because obviously where we're streaming (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> I don't want, I don't want any, any of us to get suspended tomorrow, but I just feel like Twitch a lot of the time is very selective, and I maybe felt that this was like a, a sort of a message that even the the president is not above reproach when it comes to terms of service. But I do feel like a lot of exceptions other places are made, so I don't know. I don't know what the agenda was, but hey, if you nope. broke the rules, you broke the rules.
0: I agree. I, I think Twitch struggles with... Their, their rules and, and their terms and what's allowed and what's not allowed, it's been heavily documented and reported on. Um, it seems to affect the the small streamers more so than the large streamers, which is a topic we're going to get into. Uh, not a topic, but a new topic after this. So, But, Josh, did you have any thoughts when you found out that Donald Trump was suspended or uh, on Twitch?
1: I mean, I actually found out from the show notes. So when I opened it up and I read about <laughs> it, I, I was... Because I, I didn't know, like... <laughs> I don't, I mean, I have a very small presence on social media, you know, and a very, and I also have not just a small presence, but also a small footprint. Like I'll share something here and there, but like, I'm trying to be better, right? Trying to be out there more on it. But uh, for the most part, using certain platforms is kind of new to me. Um, But I do understand uh, the importance of social media in terms of the gathering of information and, and the spreading of, of, of news to people, but at the at the same time, I understand the spreading of misinformation, right, and of hate, especially in recent weeks. Um. But about Trump and his, I don't know, like specifically if it was his channel or if it was the White House, but I feel like it was a using Twitch as a as a platform for him is like a pull like oh we need to do everything we can you know like to get every as many people as we can on our on our bandwagon you know what i'm saying but i remember a while ago i actually got a phone call from a guy that was asking me because i had put in an application for a special missions unit you ever get those emails peter
0: Mm -hmm. no not not recently obviously but yeah when i was in the army yeah those special
1: missions units yeah i put in an application for it not knowing what it was and then i got a phone call from a guy that worked in uh in DC. And he actually was like, Oh, it's for the, uh, communications team for the white house. And I was like, I don't want to do that job. And I was like, bye. <laughs> I was like, I
2: don't yeah.
1: Do that.
0: You know, it's interesting you brought that up because when I was in uh, job training, that was like one of the jobs at 25 Charlie's. That was my MOS in the army. And that was like one of the things I guess, one of the MOS's that were, pulled from that they they would take for some odd some odd reason to be on a communications team at the white house my instructor was actually on that team for one of the presidents i don't remember who and it's just interesting he oh, brought wow. that up yeah he actually worked and he said it was like a sweet gig and everything but yeah that'd be interesting like i don't know if i'd want to do that for trump either and i just
1: i'm sure it'd be a pretty like chill like job but like still you have to go home at the end of it and be like i can't believe i let him put that on the internet oh god you know
0: yeah um I was just surprised. I was just like, I didn't realize that Donald Trump had anything on Twitch, so I was just kind of surprised to see that, and um, so I just thought it was kind of interesting. Then I started imagining like Donald Trump having his own like Twitch channel, playing like Mario Brothers or something, and streaming <laughs> it, <laughs> you know. And I, just, I had this weird image of him playing video games, and it was just like you know silly, but um, but that kind of leads into the next. Uh, Twitch was also in the news. So last week, I noticed my feed was blowing up by these women that were uh basically talking about these bad experiences that they had uh i wish i remembered her name she posted a picture of herself she was a pro gamer and uh she posted a picture of herself in a hot tub with five other dudes and she looked like terrified and she talked about it in her in in her um twitter feed and i just told her i was like i'm sorry that you had to go through that and then they like forced her to wear a bikini not forced her like against her will but basically you know kind of coerced her into doing it and the things like that were coming up right and then Twitch sort of took some action yeah. after doing some initial investigation. So, according to, this is according to Kotaku. Uh, can't talk tonight. Kotaku. Over 50 people, mostly women, in and around the world of Twitch came forward to accuse streamers and other industry figures, mostly men, of sexual abuse after the initial wave of accusation. Twitch promised to investigate and potentially take action. Now it has really started to. So, they suspended five people earlier this week uh, or last Wednesday um those streamers were uh, I am spoon, wolf12, bless rng, dreaded cone and warwitch tv. I don't follow any of those or watch any of them, but again Twitch is banning people and I found this topic to be very interesting. I and and Ruthie, I kind of want to get your take on what you thought about this, given that you are a woman in this industry, you do you do stream, um, you do con- provide content, and I'm kind of interested to see what your thoughts are on what has been going on.
2: Um, So it's been kind of like a tough subject uh, amongst the girl streamers, uh, lady streamers, um, because, you know, there's the joke of, um, you know, like uh, tit streamers, you know, like, twitch streamers but boobie streamers you know uh straight yeah boobie streamers or boob tube streamers and um what really is frustrating uh, i mean i'm glad twitch is taking it seriously and actually looking into the allegations because as far as fans go or watchers of twitch that are fans of these uh you know men that have been accused and whatnot the first reaction a lot of them have is well if she's going to be on twitch and hang her tits out then she got exactly the kind of attention she wanted And when, like, you hear people say that, and it's like, no. (laughs) This is, like, the argument, like, as long as time outside of Twitch, too. And it's a very heavy one. And I know, like, we're nerds. We don't want to, like, you know, like, get too heavy into that and stuff. But as as a lady streamer, I mean, I don't even face cam and stuff. And I deal with comments in my thread when people don't know what I look like. But, you know, I am an adult, and I do, you know, prescribe to adult content like any adult does and I deal with stuff. So these women that are seen and they're seen as like objects or, you know, it's kind of like the cosplay, you know, cosplay isn't consent kind of thing. And that's what their angle is, you know? Oh, well, if she acts that way on stream, then, you know, she should be fine with it. No, that's not, it's not the way it works. Yeah.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> this as uh, I ran to the fabulous point out victim blaming you're alluding to, um, in a Twitch chat. Yep. Um, yeah, that is, you know, because a woman wears a low cut shirt, shirt or short skirt, does that is that a reason for her to be like raped or sexually assaulted? Like, no, that is the no. and I and I that really drives me crazy when they just the whole she was asking for kind of thing. It's just so stupid and just it's terrible and it drives me crazy. Um, I think I struggle somewhat with with this because you want. You want to believe the women initially, right? Or at least have, let them hear them out. Because we also know, and it's rare, yeah. that women will lie. I've, ha- I've had this happen to me before. I had an ex-girlfriend lie and say that I sexually assaulted her. But her reputation preceded her, and she had tendency to do this. And she was like, lack for, well, lack for a better term, she was kind of crazy. And so, mm-hmm. you know, these things... So I think an investigation will kind of bring these out. And then I just... I felt really bad for these women though. I just felt like it's it that one, I felt really bad for these women. And two, I, I felt like these guys are just horrible people. And it made me really angry. And yeah,
2: no, it's, you know, and I, I like that. That's why Twitch is investigating it because, you know, they're the ones with the power and, you know, if they're looking into everything, then it's going to come out whether or not this are actual true things. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, it's unfortunate that viewers are going to like the first thing a lot of them are jumping up and saying, I'm like, no, 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 that's her personality, you know, or this is her chick, or she's trying to get one of the bigger names out. And that's going to be her claim to fame, or whatever, you know, she's going to pick up listeners because she's the wounded bird syndrome. And it's just frustrating how much of it gets dismissed because they are attractive women or because they have like tank tops on when they stream, or because they'll joke around Around, you know, and talk flirty in their stream, whatever that's their angle. The problem is, is like just because a woman is comfortable in her body or sexually forward thinking and using her, you know, the advantages we have to as women sometimes to be on the same footing as men, it shouldn't be just dismissed if you know there's a possible thing that's bad like that.
0: Yeah, and I've had this conversation with numerous guys, and Josh, I think you and I had this conversation before. I don't have a problem, like, I don't, there's no issue for me, for a woman that wants to stream and wants to, uh, uh, I guess, sexualize herself, you know, with, like, a short... Because the, the amount of people... The people that are watching her are... Pro- she's not, like, pulling away viewership from someone that wants to watch someone like Shroud, in my opinion. Like, if I wanted to watch, yeah, you know, pro players, that's what I'm going to go watch. You know, a boobie streamer is not going to pull me away. I don't, I'm sorry if that's, like, a derogatory term. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just a cat- more like, a categorization. Categorization of them, but
2: yeah, it's like I, the slang of it. Yeah, it's the yeah. term. Yeah.
0: But um, that's what they want to do. I mean, great, they're pulling in viewers. That's what they're that's what they're doing. They're just they're successful at it. Um, and I think what happens is guys just get jealous, you know, because a woman can do that and she can pull in viewership where guys can't, and then they like to project their anger towards them. Like, well, you have to do something different. So. Uh, Josh, I'll let you close out on the news about Twitch, all the news that was coming out about the sexual assaults and, and the horrible things that were going on in the Twitch community over the past weekend or news that was coming to light.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I just want to start off by saying that, uh, any kind of unwanted physical touching or any kind of unwanted anything with anybody of the opposite sex or the same sex is not okay. All right. 100% of the time, it is not good for this, okay? So wh- I do have a question, though. Do you guys think, uh, before like I say my thoughts about it, uh, do you guys think that this has anything to do with uh, Dr. Disrespect's permanent ban a couple days ago?
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I was wondering if it.
2: that was Yeah, – I'm so like, glad you brought that up. bring it up, but you said, Josh, will let you close out. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to bring it back then. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's fine. I'm glad I – I so happy you brought that up because the only reason why i didn't put in the notes was because we don't really know but i guess it's worth talking and mentioning about because it kind of filters in this whole thing well
1: there Um, there's there's there was a i don't know if you guys saw an anonymous user posted on reddit and said that he was part of either he said he was part of a he was a twitch employee and he said that that his account got banned because the woman that he was unfaithful I remember that against against his wife that he completely outed himself over he completely confessed to it live on stream yep. didn't have his get up on like um apparently according to him like i'm saying this is just speculation right. over what i'm seeing so because not everything on the internet is true you've learned some kids anyways <laughs> so <laughs> uh apparently she's either saying that it wasn't consensual or something, something along those lines. I don't. I'd have to pull it up. She
0: must have some pretty good, some damning evidence. That I would think for Twitch to suspend him. That yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah.
1: Or, but like you said, also like I don't want to seem like a a jackass, man. But like you said, it's happened to you, and it's happened to me.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's happened to me. Yeah. So yeah. and like I grew up with brothers, so I'm not always quick to agree you know like i grew up with five brothers no sisters so i know how women can be and i'm not trying you know like i'm saying there are really victims out there but i'm also not first to just blindly agree with everybody um something i did know because it's all speculation i heard heard people because he did the agreement with twitch and it was like worth millions i heard there was also speculations that there were some like tax and government issues going on with him Hmm. that nobody knew about but the interesting part was and this is my only speculation on it that makes me lean towards whatever it was, it was part of this whole sexual abuse and assault um, allegations that Twitch are investigating, is that it was mentioned twice in two different places by valid sources that his wife still stands with him. And hmm. so usually... I mean, she when on her Instagram like that, that is is she said, does. Yeah, she does. So that's my thing. So if it is, it's almost like, what is one of the first lines of defenses of somebody that's been infidelitous or has been accused of sexual assault? And it's when his spouse still stands by him or vice versa. You know, they... so I mean, even if he's done, like somebody said he was completely like some source said he's completely done on Twitch. Like it's not a suspension. He's done. If yeah. He comes he's out, banned.
0: He's done, he's done yeah, with Twitch. So,
2: well, they said it all. They said like his defamation of character is going to be done after this. But, um, the fact that his wife stood by with him and stuff, me and a couple other people that are friends in the community were like, mm, it looks like it's going to be something to that degree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and that kind of so I I also wanted to bring up about um I, I was trying trying to move on but I think we should this is an important topic to discuss and I want to just blow past it. So there was another incident with this uh he's I think he's a streamer. I'm not again I'm not big on streamers and and pro players but there's this guy Henry G. Who I actually read an article and I was reading about it. he's like a commentator for pro sports and his uh I think it was his ex-wife or his ex-girlfriend came out and she's a streamer and she came out and said a bunch of damning things about him about how he um about how he uh like physically abused her, emotionally abused her um and then he came out to his defense. And so from what I could gather was that there wasn't much evidence, damning evidence for him, but he also he also got suspended and lost sponsorships for it. And it just made me, you know, I I think the way that I look at it is that if a woman claims that she was sexually assaulted or she was sexually harassed that she she needs to be heard out at the very bare minimum you know and then if sponsors should investigate twitch should do some form of investigation even bringing in partial people i think that's like the minimum you you, you could do to at least see because i think once the facts come out you kind of you can kind of get a better picture of what's really truly going on like i said when my ex-girlfriend accused me of sexually assaulting her she she had a history of doing this to other not not saying that it's okay just because she has a history of i'm trying to be careful i'm trying to be careful with what i say you know but she had i don't know
1: your intentions
0: (laughs) i mean she so she had a history of doing this and this is where it gets tricky because what if she had a history of doing it and then she truly was sexually assaulted you know what i mean so that's where i i don't want to say a woman's reputation exactly and so but she had a reputation doing that. she didn't have any evidence. she just said that, and she didn't go to the police. She was just trying to basically this was back in the days of like myspace right? <laughs> you guys remember myspace? This is back in the days of myspace when she was telling people about this when I did, and everyone who knew me knew that that's not knew that I don't want to say knew me would know because you never know but it's just it's fr- it was frustrating for me you know it's a really frustrating thing because i there I had no evidence. I had no way to prove that I didn't do what she was saying. But at the same time, she had no evidence to prove what I was doing, you know, or what I did to her is what she said. So and this yeah. is where it gets tricky. And I, and I feel frustrated for the women, you know, that are truly being, you know, that are Victimized. truly, yeah, victim, victims of this. um, And just also Cass Anvar, who I was just talking about, Expanse, I love that show. He plays uh, one of the main characters on the show. He's being investigated for too. Like it's been crazy and I'm I'm glad women have to feel the power to speak up. Um but I think there's a big difference. So there's a show, the morning show. It's a TV show that I watch and I think they did a really good job for the most part of describing or depicting the Me Too movement. And there's a moment where Steve where Steve Carell's talking to Martin Short and Martin Short's basically this guy that's, you know, having, you know, sex with underage women and raping them and Yes, exactly, Stevie, in the chat. And um, Steve Carell just was kind of using his power to, you know, kind of sleep around with women. Both disgusting, but there's, like, different degrees of it. So um, that's the last thing I'm going to say about that. Um, I'm just happy women feel empowered and can speak up and be heard. So I'm happy for that. Um, Ruthie, I think we should let you close this out before we move on to the main topic at hand.
2: Um. So, like, I think my last, um, <clears throat> uh, I think the last part that I would have to say, I'm glad that you brought up the Me Too movement. Um, it's so hard, like, you know.
1: I'm sorry, I'm laughing on stream at in... what you're saying. is very serious, but Stephen is cracking me up. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yes, yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so my thing is, is like, it's so hard to like come forward with this stuff because like. Bitches be crazy. Like <laughs> and I think like women, like men are so much more composed in general, and women have such a hard time holding on to their emotions. And when a woman can't hold on to her emotions, she's seen as irrational and crazy. And so when you talk about subjects like these and women can't hold on to their emotions. There is going to be like huge percentage of people that automatically think they're putting on a show, or that they're irrational as a person, and thus they probably are elaborating what happened. And to that is very frustrating as a woman. Um, the other thing about the Me Too movement that I will say is that in a society that generally, especially like in in entertainment aspects like Twitch and stuff, when subliminally there's a competition air between women all the time. Um, it's nice when they start banding together and actually relying on each other and start building bridges and changing cultural things behind the scenes that aren't okay, especially when you consider that future streamers shouldn't have to deal with this and stuff. So I think those are like probably my two strongest opinions on it as well. Um, we'll And yeah, I just don't, yeah, I just don't think I agree with Josh, especially I just think, at any point, in any moment of anybody's life, if you even have a thought in your mind, like, maybe I don't want this to go down, you've literally withdrawn your consent. Anything after that is inappropriate if they push you to do it. And if you are uncomfortable, you need to say something. And and if it gets that far, you need to report it, like, yep. nine times Absolutely. out of ten. Because, you know, it's when a victim has a face and they've put it out, you know, and they've put the face of somebody that could be horrible out there. I'm not saying they'll change because some people are just shitty people, but um, it'll make them think twice that they yeah. can't just get away with it anymore. It's not cool. Shame, anyway. shame, shame can
1: inspire change.
2: Yep. Yeah,
1: I yeah. 100% agree that with that, that is a fact.
0: Yeah, I, it's definitely. You know, women now feel the, the they have the ability they can speak up, and that's that's super important. You know, for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a. Important topic, and I'm glad we can talk about it. So Stevie yeah. Weevy, there, I said your name. <laughs> uh, he was upset that I didn't say his entire name. So uh, Stevie Weevy, yes, you were right. And um, that's why I wanted uh, Ruthie to close out that topic. But <clears throat> that being said, I'm excited now. Josh, you were talking about us going, going late. So we're actually finally in the, the main topic. We're going to be talking about how our fathers influ- influenced us regarding, you know, Our Um, nerdiness—it's something that you know that I hold that I was kind of I kind of pushed off because it was kind of tough for me to talk about. For for those of you who don't know, my father passed away in in December. Uh, He he passed away from cancer, you know, after a, uh, a short battle actually. And this was my first Father's Day since he passed, and so I was struggling with that for that day. And I just didn't know if I really wanted, wanted to talk too much about it. But I feel like now I think it's a great topic. And I'm really excited to talk about how my father influenced me because I am the way that I am because of my dad. Because of the, the the things that I'm into, it's 100% my because of my father. And then that made me wonder about, you know, Josh, I don't know. I've never heard you talk about your mother or your father, for that matter, and Ruthie. Since I've known you, we have you. I know you've talked about how your dad. I think you said he took you to work, and you kind of got into some computers that way with your father. And so, I wanted to know more about your guys' uh, your guys' uh, parents or your fathers and how they influenced you, because I'm sure they did. And then, I want to talk about my kids and how they are super nerdy, because my kids are intensely nerdy. Like it's crazy. My wife always makes fun of me, <laughs> makes fun of them. So, um. Ruthie, I'm going to let you kick this one off. I'll let you just, how did your father influence your nerdiness?
2: Um, so um. really, I think it was more um, my father. I always, he worked with my grandfather and my grandfather kind of ran the business. And um, my father wasn't the best with kids, but my grandfather was. And so it was very simple, like he would let me play on all these mechanical bits and machines and things like that. And um, he also was really cool in that he um, all of us kids, he always wanted to do stuff for us um, and uh, make it cool. So he had like his own shop. And so something he did is he um, he would get like from time to time. Uh, he would get connections from like other friends that he knew and he would put like arcade machines in his shop but literally the only kids in that shop were his grandkids <laughs> it was like a mechanic shop so there was never kids running around there like so like literally he would like go over and like change the button to where we could play as much as we want on that thing so it was pretty fun uh, and he would always change out like galaga and centipede and later stuff so it was always cool so he like really got us into like gaming and stuff and yeah, so that's my thing. I think that's yeah. I think that's probably a thing, and that got me into video games most of all. And then, as far as like my other nerdums, um, my um, uh, my mom was really big on us reading. She wanted us to be educated because I grew up in the South, and um, I love where I grew up. I love the people. They're down home sweet people. They'll take the shirt off their back to help you. But they kind of talk like this all day long and they sound (laughs) immensely uneducated and you probably wouldn't trust them with much. (laughs) So she wanted us to learn how to read to sound educated. So I read a lot of books growing up, which got me into nerdier books and fantasy worlds and world building. That's why I love to write so much. Uh, And so that started me into the nerdums of all the expanded worlds.
0: So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's really cool. Uh, I think I can relate to a lot of those things uh, about, you know, how my father influenced me. Before I get into that, though, Josh, I want to hear from you because I don't. We've never talked about your parents before, and I'm and I've known you for a very long time. So, what did what did your uh, you know how did your dad you know influence you? You're on mute.
1: Sorry. So. <laughs> uh my dad was a big influence on me growing up because i didn't want to be like him my my father was not a good person so mm-hmm. um it it kind of created like this bubble that i wanted to get out of knowing how he was i mean i didn't know i didn't he didn't like raise me like I was around him for the first three years, and then everything else is like stuff that my mom would tell me and stuff that I would confirm, like speaking to him. Like, I could, he wouldn't directly tell me, but I would get it from his demeanor about things and stuff that people on his side of the family would tell me, like aunts and his brother and stuff like that. So, I try, I've, I've avoided him. I haven't spoken to my father in, I don't know, probably 16, 17 years. And so, uh, in terms of the the nerdydom, that really came from like people that that filled that void for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this I had this uh, this friend grown up named Matthew, and, and his his dad Benny. He he was the real like catalyst for my love of all things nerd. I mean, I had played video games and everything like that, but like what really made me like attached to that stuff was him. Like I'd go over to his house. Benny has Matthew has eight brothers and sisters. Benny has nine oh, wow. kids. So I'd go over and Ooh. he'd have this he'd have this huge TV and surround sound and stuff. And it we would watch Alien and we'd watch like Superman movies and all this crazy stuff and it would like we'd all be piled in with popcorn and soda and stuff. And so that was he's really the person that I attribute my that like that father figure that made me the way that I am. You know what I mean? And also like I said the other day to you guys, you know, I, I, I draw drive and inspiration from characters that I interact with in the virtual world and in fantasy land, you know, but I feel like sometimes those people can fill a void for somebody who can't relate to having a father be directly there for you. You know, like Benny was there for me, but he didn't, he wasn't there for me in the sense of like, I didn't have like those father son talks. Like I had to figure that out on my own or right? you know, I'd have to lean on my mom for it. And so... Um, I'm trying to do a different, you know, I'm trying to be there for my son. I mean, I don't see him all the time, but I try to be there for him and I, but most of my nerdness comes from, you know, either Benny or from the relationships that I have with the characters that I would interact with and portray in either video games or I'd in movies, comic books, books, anything like that. Um, but I do feel like it's it might be an important thing. It's just something that I'm, you know, missed out on. So there you go. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. yeah. Um I'm actually I'm actually kinda sad though, you know. I just I just found out from my aunt that, you know, my my dad's not in very good health and I kinda mm. wanna drop I kinda wanna um close that that window on my life, you know, and be able to I probably might plan to go see him you know and get that closure from him
0: yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. man i good luck um yeah so that's interesting um because i think a lot of people i've had a lot of friends and stuff whose fathers weren't there and they usually there's always someone that they for the most part could call back to as someone that was a father figure to them and that influenced them in some sort of way i've been blessed i was blessed to have a good father who took care of me and you know and was part of my life growing up and was supportive of the decisions that I made. You know, he was, um, I don't want to say he was passive, but he let me do the things. He let me make my own choices and learn from them. So, but growing up with my father, he was, I don't know where it came from, but he was always big into movies. So we would always watch Indiana Jones was, was a big thing as a kid. Uh, we watched a lot of Indiana Jones movies Terminator, uh, Predator. And that's what initially extended my love for, for nice. movies and sci-fi. Yeah. And I'm talking about I was really young. I was probably like 9 or 10 years old, 8 years old. Um, I kind of blame him for my issues with The Exorcist. Because <laughs> uh, I, saw, I saw The <laughs> I Exorcist. I didn't know you had issues with The Exorcist.
1: Yeah. But please yeah. do tell,
0: actually, now that we're here. <laughs> yep. Uh. So sort of a funny – my parents let me watch The Exorcist when I was very, very young. I was probably like 6 or 7 years old, right, when I saw that movie um that was probably the most traumatizing experience that, I, that i've had watching a film <laughs> in my entire life Gosh. and then so you remember they re-released it in the theaters and yeah. uh my girlfriend took me to see it and she was laughing at me the entire time because i was like i was like sweating grabbing her hand and like freaking out like even today if i see linda blair in that makeup i get i creeped out man it just creeps me out nothing <laughs> there's nothing that would you know I feel like there's very few things that would scare me when it comes to paranormal stuff. And, but when it comes to that movie, I'm not even a religious person. I'm like devout atheist. Right. So like that movie still gives me the freaking creeps. So yeah, I blame my dad for my issues with the exorcist, but, um, <laughs> but the, yeah, that being said, that really uh, drove. So my dad was really big into like TVs. So we had like one of those big projector TVs, like 50 inch TVs back in the day. We had one of those, he had Laserdisc player. He was big in the CDs. My dad has thousands of CDs. So, um, and it's just, that's where my love for music came from. Like Def Leppard, uh, Metallica, ZZ Top. For a uh, funny story, for his funeral, like I played on his playlist, I had Queen, I had ZZ Top, I had Def Leppard, I had Metallica. Um, I had all these, like, oh, the Beatles I had on there, I had Led Zeppelin, so I was playing all this music, and, every, and I remember my cousin was like, this is an interesting playlist, and I was like, yeah, it is, isn't it? She's like, but you know what, like, your father would probably love this playlist, and I was like, exactly, because this is the music that he listened to all the time, and so... My dad influenced me not only in music. It's weird because I was a kid that was influenced by hip-hop and R&B, but also by my dad's music. So I would be listening to Metallica one day, and then also like Snoop Dogg Dogg the next day, and Dr. Dre and NWA. But then I'd also be listening to ZZ Top. So it was just a weird dynamic that I had growing up as a kid. Um, and it, the sci-fi thing was huge for me. So even today, like sci-fi is my, my, my go-to because of the way my dad was. And the technology... Portion, you know, with laser disc surround sound, um, like all these speakers, he spent so much money. It was like, that's where all his money like went into was all these speakers. And then the one thing he did for me that I think had the hugest, the, the largest effect on me or impact on me was buying a computer because he knew I wanted to get into computers. And I don't think I would have, because I work for those who don't know, I work in, uh, information security. So I work in technology and I started working in support and I learned so much with that computer. I really wanted it for video games, though. That was not, it wasn't really for learning. I just wanted to play some cool games on there. But that's where it's it started. Was my dad supporting me and buying that computer for me? So there was it was yeah. I mean, everything my dad was into sports heavily influenced me. I'm a huge sports nut. And it's like times ten, you know. Like my dad was in sports, but not like I am now. My dad. Influenced me in video games. We used to play Zelda together. Like he would figure something out, show me. I'd figure it out and show him. Um, I remember being woken up by my mom because my dad completed this part. My mom came running in to wake me up to tell me that my dad finally defeated one of the bosses. And it was just a, like I remember. I'll never forget. You know, those those moments as a kid growing up. And it's just video games, movies, you know, TV, computer stuff, technology, all my father all because of him and nice. you know yeah so I can't I mean yeah it's just crazy how much my life you know when you go back and reflect just how much my father had an impact on me and, and you no know, he was and he was a good father too so I, I was lucky I was one lucky I know a lot of people that didn't have fathers like like Josh you said so um mm-hmm. which kind of leads into another topic so I have children Josh you have children too and it's very interesting in some of the things that we see. So, Ruthie, I'm gonna let you ask a few questions. Child, she, singular. Child. <laughs> child. Well, I only have two. My dogs don't count. But um, <laughs> I only have I only have two. Josh, you have one. So, Ruthie, I'll let you ask a few. I'll let you. We'll, we'll flip this. Flip the script. We'll let you be host, and you can ask us questions.
2: Woo! Last time I ever do this. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Uh, yeah, I did come up with some fun questions. Um, so the first two are kind of, uh, uh, they're kind of like good, wholesome questions. And then the last few that I have are just like for funsies. So, sure. um, so just right off the top of the bat, uh, with you, with your kids, um, we'll start with Josh, Josh, and, and I'll ask you too, Pete, but we'll start with Josh's answer. Can you tell me, can you tell us your proudest nerd dad moment? when you were so proud that you were both a nerd and a dad.
1: Yes. Okay, so literally, okay? I can't recall exactly what it was about. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was about, right? But me and my 10-year-old son got into an argument over something Star Wars related. And he was, yes. like, he was like, no, it's like this. And I was like, Liam, please, you're 10... <laughs> right like don't i'm not even using my memory right now you know like and so he he was like no i'm telling you and we got into like this little discussion and then i was like okay and i looked it up and he was right and i was like and i was like i was like (laughs) i was like upset but i was also like you do your thing bud like i was like hell yeah to put me in my place about Star Wars because oh, he's like a
2: student like, became the master.
1: I like Star Wars, right? But he loves Star Wars. He loves it. He loves it like
2: Oh my god, lightsabers.
1: He's like <laughs> it's like his favorite thing. Everything is Kylo Ren, everything is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is his favorite Jedi. Nice.
2: That's
1: nice. awesome. But that was definitely like i oh man, I wish I could remember what it was about.
0: Yeah, I had the that's very no that's hilarious because i had a moment with my son too it wasn't the wasn't my moment i'm thinking of but we had the same thing where i said something like no no no, no like this happened and my son was like no dad this happened." i think we were talking about the planet of kashik i think that's what it was because mm. i was like I, yeah that's exactly what it was. i was like oh kashik and i don't know why it came up but i was like <clears throat> like isn't that the planet where obi-wan fought anakin and my friend my son was like no, that's the and I can't think of the name of the planet now. You know, of course, but uh, it's Mustafar. Mustafar, yeah. I <laughs> couldn't think of a life for me. He was like, "No, Dad, that was Mustafar." Like, no, no hesitation, just boom. And so I was like, "Holy!" And that's just like, "Dude, coming!" I gave him a hug. But that's actually the moment that I'm thinking of. The moment that I'm thinking of for my son okay. was I think I told you this before. Like my my son actually was developing batch scripts from youtube videos like malicious bat scripts i mean they're nothing too crazy like oh, wow. they would just continuously create folders and slow your computer down there's a point where he actually made one that he couldn't stop so i had to like tell him like <laughs> he like came to me he's like dad i can't do anything he's freaking he thought he broke his computer and i was like nah man you're good just you know shut down the computer oh, man. so yeah he dad was doing, i need your help um <laughs> Yeah, but no, he was freaking out because he thought he he had um, destroyed his computer or whatever. But the f- funniest thing with my daughter, so I have a daughter, she's eight, my son's eleven. My daughter was just sitting there, and she was like talking to her friend in Discord, and she said, "Press F and chat." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <Yes>. So, what? <laughs> She said, "Press F and chat." So, like in the Call of Duty games, press yeah yeah press F to, to pay, pay respects. Res- so people say, "Press F and chat." And she screamed that out loud. I just like stopped what I was doing and I was like, What? I was like, Did you just <laughs> say what and she was like, Yeah. And then I was like and then I had to like school her on like what that meant though, but I just thought it was hilarious that my eight year old was saying this. So she was probably like seven at the time. And so those are my two probably like proudest or most memorable geek moments I had with my kids. Yes, advanced warfare. Thank you, Stevie Weavy.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man great yeah it was great um I guess my second question kind of goes off of that because uh you know how we all hear like you know the dreaded like dad jokes and things like that and stuff and oh gosh I'm a dad do you do either of you have that moment where you did something particularly nerdy as a dad or just totally lame where you're just like oh gosh now I know I'm one of those dads or I'm a dad now
0: I know I've had those moments. I I don't
1: recall any time that I've said something to my son. Well, okay, so my son thinks that, (laughs) my son literally thinks, like, truly believes that I know everything. So, Mm. whenever we're in public and he asks me a question, I'm like, I don't know. He's like, he literally will in front of everybody, he'll go, are you kidding me? And he'll, (laughs) like, slap his forehead. So I'm like, what? Dude, I'm sorry I don't know the how old this thing is in the museum. Like, how about you read the plaque that's right there, you know? He's like, I can't believe you don't know that and you're an adult? He, like, asked (laughs) me stuff like that. Like, okay, now you're (laughs) making me embarrassed for myself. You know what I mean?
0: Hmm. I think...
2: exactly.
0: I think for me, like, I'll say lame things like, let's blow this popsicle stand or uh let's get skedaddle i think i'll say things like that and i'm like oh my god my dad used to say those things you know and then um uh, <laughs> some just like lame stuff like that i can't i know i'm gonna think of something like after the episode because i totally do that and my wife makes fun of me all the time but yeah i definitely kind of do some things that makes me like yeah you're a dad nice
2: nice um Awesome, great, yeah, no, I just thought it'd be funny because I you always hear like that groan, like dad, and so I just want to know. Because well, I make fun of my daughter
0: all the oh. time because there's a, there's this boy she likes in her class. Oh where, like, no! She, and his name is Henry, and then they like each other and stuff, and so like now every time I see her, I'm just like, I'm like, uh, she she, she drew a picture of two people like getting married, and I think it was me and my wife, but I was like, oh, is that you and Henry? And then she just this look, she goes, Dad. You know, it's just like so I mess with her all the time.
1: That's awesome. Oh no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um okay, so now for the fun questions. Or yeah. I mean those were great. Those were great answers. So um <laughs> uh, we'll do this and we'll start uh we'll have um we'll have you start this time, Pete. Um sure. if you could allow your child to be part of only one fandom, which would it be?
0: Oh God. <laughs> only one?
2: Only one fandom. What is the absolute?
0: Oh, man. That's so tough. <laughs> if I had to pick one fandom, man. And he's into so. So, it had to be something sci fi. Because I'm. That sci fi is where I'm at. But I can't think. I Star Trek is great and all. I and mean, Star Wars. I would say Star. I think if I had to pick one, it would be Star Wars. Not because of the movies, but because of their other stuff. I would say it would have to be Star Wars. If it had to be one. Because I know he likes Star Wars. And I wanted to make sure it's something that he does like. And the movies, for for, for whatever issues people have with the movies, including myself, their other stuff is fantastic. So, I would say Star Wars. Definitely.
2: Yeah, it's such an expansive universe. So, yeah. I can see that. What about you, Josh?
1: Um... I muted. Nope. Okay. So, sorry. Uh, to be honest with you, I would. So there's two things that he's already pretty big fans of, right? He really likes star Wars, but he knows absolutely everything there is to know about Harry Potter. He's read all the books over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then he did it again. And he's seen all the movies over and over and over and over and over and over again. And he did them again. So uh, to be completely honest with you, if he likes something that much, I don't think that I could take that from him, you know, but if it were like to be completely up to me, Lord of the Rings, man, what what are we even talking about? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I want him to wake up every day and be like, for Frodo, you know, (laughs) so.
0: (laughs) Mr. Frodo.
1: The question is, who would I have him, who would I hate him to mistake me for?
2: Yeah, just basically, has he ever mistaked you for one or say, hey, dad, you're just like this hero. And then whether he has or not, what hero would you never want your son to say that you're like or that, you know. So my son,
1: my son has said that I'm like Batman because I showed him a picture one time. I sent him a picture of uh-huh. uh, a guy dressed up as Batman and uh, at a at a Comic-Con and his costume was on point and uh, he, he he confused it and didn't understand that it was a picture of somebody else. He thought it would call me Batman as a joke you know what I mean like he's like yeah because you're Batman he would say stuff like that but if I had somebody if he had if he had called me a superhero that I was like I don't want you to call me that ever I don't (laughs) who sucks I mean (laughs) Mr. Fantastic I don't know
0: Uh, I would actually probably
1: my, my least favorite hero is Mr. Fantastic
0: Interesting. Let's dive into that. I want to know more about that. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: I like he's Um, like who sucks, Mister Fantastic, and you're like actually he is my most hated. (laughs) I can't think. think
1: Like I have have no interest in like oh I could stretch woo. It's. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: Oh, man. Well, Mrs. Fantastic was pretty cool, right? I mean, the stuff that she did. So you don't like Mrs. Fantastic? Or not Mrs. Fantastic, I'm sorry. Mrs. Incredible. From the Incredibles? You don't like her?
1: Oh. No, I'm talking about from Fantastic Four. Isn't right. that his name?
0: Yeah, but he can stretch. Is that is your issue with him as a person? Or is it his... Uh, is it his... Um,
1: uh, I don't I've never really made that connection between them I guess I don't I don't th- I just don't think that this power is a power I'm like oh we stretch if it'd be different if your like skin was bulletproof and you could stretch and I feel like Mrs. Incredible uses her stretchiness more effectively like she literally turned her body First into a total- parachute.
0: yeah
2: yeah and, uh, she, she stretches always
0: in her tube <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it was funny that you hated Mister Fantastic. But back to the original question at hand. One, I don't think my okay, kids have yeah. ever called me anything um, uh, by a superhero. I don't think my, I think my kids have a, they have a weird. Okay, I'm like the tech guy, right? So they know to come to me for anything like the internet's out or or their computer's not working. They come to me, right? So I'm like, I guess that's like my superpower to them. But they don't. I don't really have like a, a superhuman. You know, super, uh, super, power that they can think of, but I think I wouldn't want my kids to think of me as Deadpool. I don't know. I just that's the first thing that came to mind. I would love to be Deadpool, but I just think that that would probably be the the wrong superhero. <laughs> if
1: of, you would love to be Deadpool, you'd be like the most uncaring father. Exactly.
0: I so I don't I think I like, would be. Like, Dad, want, I got to do my homework. If right, no, could no, you imagine? Like, so I, the question. You know? like, I would not want my kids to picture or view me as Deadpool as. A superhero in their eyes. I think that would be. I did something seriously wrong if they thought you know I really like was Deadpool in their eyes. So, I would go with that answer. Hmm. Um, Yeah, he's like
2: deep in his lore. He's go ahead, go ahead, go
0: ahead. No, no, go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I. I thought you were dad. So I was just gonna say, deep in his lore, I think he could be a really great dad, but he is too screwed up to be a good dad. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't want yeah, you. I don't think like, I want my kid either to say. Like, that. The day that anybody so
1: cool. like his children come home, like, "Hey, somebody picked on me." Oh, well, I know what I'm doing this weekend, and then that kid <laughs> and his whole family is dead.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Um. So, but yeah, my I have a Roll super
1: ants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So. That's a good question, but yeah, no, I, I do have a superpower, and that's to fix computers and the internet. That's my superpowers, and I don't. They can't picture any superhero they would resemble me as, but, um, my son knows that my favorite. I guess he's a superhero, not a superhero, more like a villain, and it's Darth Maul. So like, he knows that, that that's my favorite, and that's sort of his favorite character. So, but, but yeah, so, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting okay, to see. Cool. Go ahead. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, I said good answers. Keep, I don't know if you were going to keep going on the answering the question or talking about the question I just asked. No, <laughs> so. no.
0: I thought you said that was your last last question, no? Do you have I'm, more? I'm sorry. Do you have more was, for me? It
2: was like no, two, she, has, she had sorry, I have one more. So, that was yeah. a two-part question. Go ahead. Great. I
0: was hoping question. you had more. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, man. I was like, we're done?
2: No. <laughs> I tried really hard to come up with interesting questions. No, these are great questions, um, I think. So my last question that I um, what is the one way you feel you could fail your child as a proud nerd parent?
0: What is the what? one Fail?
2: Sorry, what is the one way you feel you could fail your child as a proud nerd parent? So, oh. like, calling yourself a nerd dad, what is the one way you feel like you could fail your kid as a nerd dad?
1: Okay, so, bashing what they're nerdy about, and keeping them from it. One. Any of those two things, like if you consider yourself like a nerd and you consider yourself a father or a parent and you procreate <laughs> and they develop their own nerd tendencies, like it's your job to keep that alive. You know, it's, it's you know, yeah. like like in the, the opening of the, the show before we had, you know, uh, <laughs> being a nerd has become mainstream, you know, yeah. so it's it's if you don't if you don't encourage that kind of behavior from your children when you yourself are that way as as long as it's not in a negative light like i feel like that's how you could fail your child
0: well we said it's
1: not encouraging that 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 expansion of 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 imagination and that intake of of art of storytelling because being a nerd isn't just about like liking ones and zeros you know being a nerd mm-hmm. is about being involved in in art and culture and expanse and and understanding and 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 technology and it's it's so much more than eating cheetos and drinking mountain dew with your buddies playing dungeons and dragons for 12 hours <laughs> you know it's more than that so i feel like the two ways you could fail is if you bash it so like you're like yeah you could be a nerd but i'm going to talk crap to you cuz you like my little pony or pink guns uh, <laughs> That's
2: not. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: That's not. Uh... And I'm the like, other way well, well. is is keeping them from it. You know, like not letting them do it. Like if they like a certain thing, and you're like, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna like that. You need to like it this way. Like the what I said. Like if I was up to me, I would love it if my son loved Lord of the Rings. But it's not his favorite. He's watched it. He's experienced it. Yeah. But it's his decision to like Harry Potter and Star Wars more. Like I'm. Don't really like Harry Potter. I get why people do, but it's not my thing. And I like Star Wars, but I'm like on a medium to like semi up there with Star Wars. But Lord of the Rings, I'm like up here with it. So my son is like <laughs> up here with Harry Potter and Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings is down here. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like those are the two. No, that's my answer. You got it.
0: Yeah. I don't think I have. I think I'm pretty much on point with Josh. I think the main thing is just being supportive. I mean, my son is very, I don't know how, how to explain this. He's very intro, like super introverted, right? He mm-hmm. is indoors. He does not go outside. He's just, and I, we try to encourage him to go outside and do stuff and play, but that's just not who he is. So we bought him a computer um, years ago. Was, I'm sorry, Santa Claus brought him, brought him a computer. I think he knows now, though, but um, <laughs> that's an interesting conversation, too, to have. Like, when is the right time to tell your children, you know, about and talk to your kids about that I should be because they're in the next room but um <sighs> yeah so I'd, I'd say being supportive is probably if i wasn't supportive of my my children yes yeah, sorry spoiler alert to all the people in the chat <clears throat> my bad <laughs> 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 about santa claus <laughs> Oops. um yes yeah, so i think the worst thing i can do i think fail my son is not support him and what you know his nerddoms will be because it's I have a thing where I think anything can be nerdy and you can tell by some of our topics that we've had on. Like we had a nutritionist come on and she was a nutrition nerd. Like she grew up, you know, just super focused on nutrition, reading books, and she had these things. She went to school for it. So like I think anything can be considered nerdy. It doesn't have to be Dungeons and Dragons. It doesn't have to be video games. It doesn't have to be movies or TV. It doesn't have to be books. Yeah. It can be nutrition. It could be working out. You know, it could be I don't know, rock collecting for all, like, you know, like people collect beanie babies, right? That's nerdy, in my opinion. And I think anything can be nerdy. So if my son wanted to collect beanie babies or wanted to get into my little pony, I would not discourage him, you know. I may explain to him how people would perceive that, you know, and he might struggle with that. Um, like if he wanted to play as Barbie Dallas, I, I wouldn't say no to it, but I'll explain to him that these toys, you know, are made for girls and you may if people if other kids were to see you playing with these you may catch some flack for that but exactly that's, that's a
1: good point like you it's your she job you, to buddy. guide him you know
0: yeah exactly not and not
1: guide him away from it but guide him to better understanding how you know what I, you know what I'm saying
0: yeah i don't want to steer him wrong i'm not going to ever yeah, say no. i mean yeah if it's a something he's passionate about and he's interested in i'm not going to be like no same thing with my daughter i would not say no you can't do this but unless um, it's like
1: harmful like if he's like <clears> in the backyard like Stabbing chickens with yeah. a rock, well, then you're gonna be like, "All right, we need to, <laughs> we need to,
2: <laughs> we need to chill out here, dude." Like, you need to kill that a rabbit. Morality alignment, not a nerd alignment. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, he
2: took watching The Exorcist the other direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's my main thing is just to be supportive of my children and what they want to do and be, and be a part of their lives. You know, I don't want to just be not there for them, even though I'm here. Because, you know, a lot of parents are just uninvolved with their kids. So I think those yeah. are the two things. Being one, not involved and two, being unsupportive. I think those are the two things. And I think I think I do a good job, job of that with my kids. Maybe one day I'll learn to come find out that I wasn't. <laughs> but I think I do a good job. So,
2: yeah. um, uh, I think you, I think you guys far and away probably do pretty good jobs. You guys are always talking about your kids and the cool stuff you guys do. Uh, I'm on the same page. Uh, I don't have any kids, uh, but I have a lot of nieces and nephews and stuff. And like, I guess just smashing your answers together. There's a lot of like people that have to have like, feel like they have to have like closet nerdums or things that they do in their free time, not in their day to day. Because people have like been unsupportive from their friends, family, strangers, everything. So like guiding your kids and being like, if you're into this, man, you do it. Because there's a lot of people out there that don't do anything with what they're passionate about, you know, 80% of their day. And if you love something and you're supported and you're passionate about it, then maybe one day you'll do it professionally or you'll strive for it or it'll open worlds you didn't know about. And uh, for you to have that in your day to day and be happy and be out there and loud about it. I think that's the yeah. way I want my kid to live their life.
1: And it definitely so. helps to have the support, especially the support of a parent. So I completely stand by what you said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The one thing that I will say is that my son will never get to experience is getting beat up for being a nerd. You know, like that's yeah. one thing that he's never going to get it. I guess. Ah, I was, we've done <laughs> it. We've beaten you know, them. Like, <laughs> I'm happy that he doesn't have to experience that. But part of me is like, man, like, like. I had got I got beat up so much as a kid when I was in in elementary I'm sorry, school. I'm so you know, sorry. <laughs> right? Don't be sorry because it's like I got beat up so much as a kid. One because I was the only Asian kid in the entire school. Like I, you people look at me now and they're probably like, "Oh, like you, you look Mexican." I get that a lot. I'm not Mexican. I'm Asian. Um, I'm messing up with the stream here because you like you went all up on my screen, but. So I got beat up a lot because one, I was Asian and I was nerdy. So I was the Asian kid with a Ninja Turtles backpack. And so that's one thing that I guess it's a good thing that one of my kids will never get to experience, but but damn was that some some good experience, you know? Getting beat you know, up. Character building. Yeah, yeah. character building. So. Look at
1: that character development right there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they didn't beat you down. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now it would be nerd's cool. So <clears throat> But um, yeah. Well, you got anything else for us, Ruthie? You got any hard-hitting questions anymore? No, no. Those was, are great questions. Uh, by oh anyway. Yeah, God, okay. Those okay. Were like, questions. those weren't enough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have
2: anything. It was no, really those... fun coming up
0: with the questions. Yeah. No, those, those are those great. That was, that was fun. That was really great. Um, it was kind of fun to flip the script, you know, letting you ask us some questions and, and drive the the show. So that being said, we're talking a hell of a lot, and we ran some technical issues. We've interacted with numerous people on the stream, which has been super awesome. Um, I really appreciate all of you that have hung out with us and hope you check out the podcast and other episodes. Uh, we had some really cool people on. If you haven't listened we've had david Hader on we've had kyle higgins on who's a writer for um dc comics he did other things too he wrote power rangers he's doing ultraman now we had michael katz former ceo of sega in the 90s so we had some pretty cool guests on we had some interesting topics so i hope you all enjoy it and check out nerds adulting ruthie and josh it's been a pleasure uh, if you all want to catch us on the social media go to nerdsadulting.com. so yep that being said i don't oh. have anything else to add Do you all have
1: anything else you want to
0: throw out there before we say goodbye
1: nope we just we want some feedback uh on how we're doing this yes. live if you guys are enjoying it so uh yes. topics what are you Yeah. topics exactly like real? look yes. us up on twitter find find the the website nerdsadulting.com trying to hear from you guys We're trying to make this better for everybody
0: yeah and then you can actually submit an anonymous form on the uh on the website and just yes. fill it out in there and then we'll never know but you can just say the show sucks okay what, yeah. why does it suck you know we want to know it's great okay we <laughs> want to know why it's
2: hair great. pete ne- never
0: <laughs> never well my wife will probably side with you on that one so but um but yeah all right josh ruthie it's been a pleasure thank you so much it's
2: been fun everybody thanks yep